I believe in inspiring people to be the person they aspire to be by doing the things they aspire to do. This podcast is an additional platform to help me do just that. I know a lot, I've done a lot, and I do a lot. By sharing my experience with you all, be the highlight of my day. I will also have family, friends, and colleagues share their knowledge and experiences with me. You think you know me, but you don't know the half. Welcome to Vail's World. It's the team. What's up, what's up? This your boy. <laughs> Yo, got it. <laughs> I don't know where they came from, but what up, everybody? This is Lavelle, and you are tuned in to a new episode of Vale's World. And first and foremost, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, if you're new to this podcast, just know that you are in for a rude awakening, and we hope you return. So today's episode, we're going to talk about leadership um and influence did have this episode in the past but it was when my soundboard went out so i had to delete the episode and i think now's the best time to bring it back um, with everything that's going on so we're going to go through the good read um the prince by uh, niccolo machiavelli and what's popping we got so many different things and then we're going to really go into depth into leadership so i hope you all enjoy the show let's get to it so today's good read, The Prince by Niccolo Machiavelli, originally published in 1532. This book dives into the depths of maintaining power for current and future rulers. Although it's named The Prince, this book is a guide for any ruler, authority figure of that time. Oddly, some of these same tactics are used in today in a less violent approach. So I started reading this book. It was a gift. Um, a gift from a friend. I wanted to start collecting the, the nice looking gold trimmed books from um, Barnes and Noble. <laughs> and this was one of the books. It was black and gold. So it made, it made sense. Right. And I was like, oh, this should be an easy read. I should be able to get done with this in a day. Unfortunately, I did not get done with it in a day. It took me months. And it took me months because of just the, the verbiage that they use, as well as I've I just was taking time. I really wanted to absorb a lot of it. Uh, reading the book, I realized that a lot of this stuff happens. Uh, even, you know, reading 48 Laws of Power, I, I believe those books go hand in hand. And it shows how, I wouldn't say the savagery of the time, uh, because, you know, every paradigm is different from you know generation to generation so some things that were normal back then and that was that had to happen back then that is not acceptable now and that's why the power game is more of a game um because you're not just able to kill off your enemy or get someone that disagree with you murdered it's a whole do you know it's an entirely new type of process um, that you have to do in order to come off as fair and humane right you just can't hang and have a guillotine in the middle of capitol hill um every time someone disagree with you so that's pretty you know that was pretty interesting um the, again the verbiage was just so 1532 
which made it harder to read. And the words are so small. Like the book is it's really a guide. You can put it in your pocket and and rule the world. Uh, one of my biggest takeaway from the book is again how things of the past continue to to reoccur, but in a different in a different form. For instance, we have a a president right now in office that people question his mental state and his ability uh, to lead in 2016. And unfortunately, those questions went ignored. And now the things that he's doing is, unfortunately, is for, to no surprise of anyone. Uh, so the biggest takeaway that, I, that I've had uh, was just comparing the book to the current Trump administration. Uh, with the many people that has been fired, with many people seeing how many different people um, are preparing to stay in politics. So they have to remove themselves from his name. Um, uh, and then, you know, the biggest hope is, you know, if you ever know that, you know, if you know what the end result is, why wait for it to happen, right? And that's why killing off things, you know, seem normal or seem okay for them. And now it seems like, you know, Trump is going through that, that same type of mentality. Um, I recommend this book for anyone that's into like the art of war, 48 laws of power, that's into politics, um, that's into executive positions and things of that nature. Uh, not necessarily to use these tactics, but to be able to identify these tactics and how to, um, defend yourself if you're around individuals that that use these um, strategies in a more modern way. So again, no one's going to the guillotine, um, but at least you can have your third eye open in a sense of okay, this person trying to take my position. I just got into this new position. What is the best way uh, to identify? Um, if someone is deceiving me, as well as, you know, understanding that some stuff is just a part of, of leadership. When you get a new head coach, they typically fire all the assistant coaches <laughs> and bring in their guys. When you bring in a, um, a GM, they usually want to fire everybody <laughs> on the current leadership team and bring in their guys, right? Uh, so it's, it's a part of it. Some, again, it's some things that that's in this book that you can say uh, or that you can compare with how we do things now in a less violent approach. So I hope you all have time to watch The Prince by uh, Niccolo Machiavelli. And let me know. Feel free to shoot me an email at veilsworldpodcast at ldmonger.com. Uh, feel free to DM me on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Uh, just search Veils World Podcast and let me know y'all thoughts. Yer. Okay, what's popping? What's popping? It's been a lot going on. Uh, we had another a runoff election in January. So Georgia is officially blue. Um, for the first time, Georgia had you know in in whatever anytime one of those southern states 
uh, get a black anything, especially in political office, it's, it's a win. Then when it's not Atlanta, of course, uh, but well, Fulton County, it's a win. So it's in, impressive how this Trump election made people wake up. So Georgia uh, has its first black senator, which is amazing. Um, Warnock, a brother of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. We used to be in first. It's amazing. Uh, and we have to, you know, pay homage to Stacey Abrams. Uh, she, Abrams. She did her piece in ensuring that voter suppression was de decreased. And more people felt like, and again, you got to give credit to the people as well. More people felt like it was their responsibility to go out there and vote. So we have, you know, we had all the people protesting. We had all the people um, involved and, in, you know, the social injustices of this world. But seeing these same people actually go out and vote made a huge difference. Feeling safe and having the ability to vote made a huge difference. So now we have our first black senator in Georgia. Um, brother Warnock, enjoy. And the work just begun. Like when you get sworn in, that's that's when the work, that's when we need to see some change in Georgia, as well as on the you know, the national level. So looking forward to that. Um Jacob Blake. So, this was another another punch in the gut. And unfortunately, it's not one of those things that that hurt me like it did in the past. I feel like I've, I've become immune to the fuckery. So it's like I would have been more surprised if the officer would have been held responsible for his actions than the other way around. And the hope that we we do have is that the world is becoming a better place america is becoming a better america but how much bullshit does black people have to go through in order to wake people up like we're not asking for more than what other people have we asking for what other people have We not taking from you because we have <laughs> exactly what you have access to. Oh man! So yeah, the 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 Jacob Blake was uh, one of those things. The day that we got our black senator. And then we found out the the results of that. It was an emotional roller coaster. It was it was a high and a low. 
um, but there's still hope. And then the next day, we have these Trump supporters following orders from their master, from their prince, uh, from their Nicola, <laughs> from their Machiavelli. And it was disgusting. And we like to say what Black Lives Matters protesters and what black people, black people not thinking about going to no capital with that type of energy. We, you know, you can tell the difference between a, a Trump protest and a Black Lives Matter. Like, yeah, you know, looting and things of that nature occur. And is it right? Is it wrong? These are individuals that are are angry, you know, but never in a billion years have I seen anyone fighting for civil rights for black people um, have the intent of taking over the Capitol and actually able to make it inside of the Capitol. There, there's a picture going around that continue to get banned by Instagram and Facebook that shows the police and the National Guard and in their preparation for a Black Lives Matter protest. And then the other picture have the police and the guards. Um, I, I can't even say preparation because I don't know what that was, but when they were there for the, um, the Capitol Hill takeover. And it's completely different. And we see this. Four people um, are dead because of that. Because of a tweet that Trump sent out last month. And for centuries, well, not centuries, well, one century and decades, this part of the election process has been a huge secret. And it's when every, you know, it's, it's, it's a ritual. A lot of things that we do, us going to cast our ballot, these are rituals that started long ago. Having to walk into the church, having to walk into these public places to cast our vote, having the military then cast their vote, having the votes counted, having the votes approved by the state, having the states go vote on the votes, uh, the electoral votes to actually mean something, all the way until the inauguration process. Like, this is, this is our democracy. And for this guy to send out a hit a month in advance, a particular date, and then have press conferences continue to rally his base and pretty much told him to storm Capitol Hill and put a hit on his vice president, pretty much saying that if he don't do this, it's going to you know, be trouble. <laughs> and to hear that there were individuals looking for pence and that they had a noose with them 
is disgusting. Never in a million years will I see a Black Lives Matter protest happen to that extent where they are invading the capital with intent to harm. I'm glad they are finding individuals that were involved and prosecuting these people. Uh, I look forward to see the outcome. Honestly, I really do. So we'll see. We'll stay tuned, and I'll definitely keep everyone updated on that. Uh, On a more positive note, I went to Disney. Yay, Disney. So I went to Disney. It was incredible. Uh, First time I went to Disney, I was working. They made sure I had a little fun with that. Uh, Adriana, thank you. So this time I went for a board retreat and we met for like four hours. Yeah, it was four hours. It went by pretty fast. And then we had time to enjoy Disney. I had a nice dinner. It was incredible. One of the best parts was was the Frozen ride. Disney out did themselves so it was at epcot and if you know epcot you you pretty much have all these different countries in a circle <laughs> all you gotta do is walk and you can travel the world and i forget how i got there but is there's a frozen boat ride and when you go oh my god like i was recording it and it looked like i was recording a tv so, like, everything that I was recording, although it looks like a screen, like someone was playing it on a high-def HD screen, those were actually real robots moving and having facial expressions. And I could have got out of the boat and touched them if need be. It was beautiful. Went around the world. Um, I didn't drink as much as I did the first time I went. So when I was going around the world, I drunk whatever alcoholic beverage that they had that were that was specific to that particular country, in a sense. Tequila in Mexico, wine in um, Italy, and champagne in France, and things you know, things of that nature. It was just like, why not? Ah, what else did we do at Disney? I don't know. That was really the highlight. This Frozen ride was really the highlight. Uh, We did a lot of walking. It was a group of about 25 of us, uh, which was amazing. And I got to meet some incredible people. So we had, oh, actually reminds me to send out these emails and find some of my people on LinkedIn. I usually do that after every board retreat. Follow everybody on LinkedIn that was that was there, as well as just send emails uh, to the individuals that I was able to m- make a relationship with. So that was good, man. Disney, the retreat, being the youngest and only. So there, there's two things, being the youngest and then being the only black person in some of these spaces. Uh, I'm kind of used to it. Undergrad prepared me for this, honestly. The leadership roles that I have, being an advocate and representation for uh, African-Americans. And now I'm in a space where I'm being a representation as, a you know, for African-Americans, 
and millenniums in a sense because of the age um, the age gap in some of these spaces. So it's been pretty it's been pretty cool uh, being able to represent. I do have Carrie shut up on my list <laughs> from over the week. So she was saying things about the deletion. <laughs> the removal of president Trump from Instagram and Twitter, I mean, Facebook and Twitter. And since she explained herself, it, it makes sense. She has used the wrong person uh, to make her point, to drive her point in. She should have just stayed with the individuals like myself that just got out of Instagram prison uh, for numerous offenses. One of them being de just deleting people uh, for my Instagram page, uh, I was just deleting people that didn't follow. And I get flagged for that. Also got flagged for talking about the orange man. So now I've been, man, I've been suspended for a minute. Like things like that. Come on, Instagram. Like, I know you want to control the bots. You have the feature that say, tell us more and things of that nature. I told you more, gave you some information. Like something has to give. Uh, the the post about you know Trump the protesters uh, how individuals you know how the the law enforcement are prepared for Black Lives Matters uh, protesters opposed to the preparation that we continue to get slapped in our face when we see uh, when as pro right pro Trump uh, individuals attack capitals right <sighs> so instagram facebook twitter whoever yeah you all are trying but it have to do a better job have to do a better job uh, muting people social media deleting them uh without warning <sighs> it's crazy definitely believe like carrie you should never carrie hilson i was in love with you like don't use the Trump part. <laughs> like you could have used thousands of other cases of people being censored and things of that nature. Trump is not one of them. He incited an entire riot with two thumbs. He probably used one finger to tweet. We don't know, but that's too much power. And he's too irresponsible, right? as a leader of thousands of people that are just diehard Trump supporters, they're not even Republicans. <laughs> they don't even care about Republican party. They are diehard Trump supporters. Got fired up from a tweet that was backed up by a rally that led into what we witnessed January 6th. I don't care if you're the president of the world, you have to be held accountable. Uh, so thank, I thank Twitter and Facebook for being responsible and having the courage to do that. I don't think that would have happened if this was two years ago, if president Trump was still in, you know, had years to go um, of his term, but saying that he's weeks away from being, uh, replaced I think he gave a lot of people courage to stand up against the president 
And that's why not only did Facebook and Twitter um, stand up to him, but so many people in his cabinet that resigned, which it could have been a, a political power move as well, because you can't back the 25th Amendment uh, if you don't have a cabinet to actually vote on it. So everybody start quitting, but yada, yada, yada. <laughs> uh, everyone seems to have a heart and have morals after January 6th. Um, unfortunately, but yeah, Carrie, I understand. I got your point after a while. You just used the wrong person <laughs> to make your point. So yeah. So I ain't gonna tell Carrie, shut up. Like I did when I first wrote this, when I first seen it, um, I hate when people be like, read the room. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Carrie, you, you just, just don't use Trump. That's like, like bringing up Hitler, uh, Hitler, when you're talking about somebody's leadership, like just certain things you got to put a hard pass on. Um, one thing I can say I'm, I'm happy about is this busted challenge. I, I put my Instagram and, and stuff on mute because I'm tired of the song, but you can tell when the busted challenge is about to take place. And it's even making the skinny women, the little booty women, uh, look like they got booty. So it must be the position, the the squatting and bouncing and the angle, the side look view. Yeah, keep it up. Keep it up. Vail loves the busted challenge. And that's it with what's popping. Uh, now let's talk about leadership. Leadership. Leadership is influence. Right? And what you do with that influence is, oh man, it, it's it's how you how you are remembered. Some people gain their leadership or influence through inherited. Sometimes it's just inherited. Uh, sometimes it's through power and force. Sometimes it's just through authority. You worked up the ladder and people give you the authority to lead them, right? And we all have leadership. We all have leadership We because we all influence someone. When I was younger, I was conditioned to be a leader of my younger siblings. And as I continue to grow, I'm still like the leader of my siblings. And then... And it's not taken away from their leaderships because when they go into their social groups, they are leaders of some sort, which is incredible when I look into the leadership dynamic and seeing how that takes place. Mm. And one of the, the, the best things that I feel like I was taught how to be a leader and not necessarily really taught in a sense, because, you know, some people say, oh, leaders are born. Nah, people are conditioned to be leaders. Like, again, when my mom used to say, okay, I'm leaving, I'm going to work, listen to your big brother, da-da-da-da-da. I'm conditioned to be a leader. My siblings were conditioned to be led by me. But the skill set as I got older was taught. Although I was conditioned at a young age how to become a better leader, how to be more intentional, was taught. And it's all a part of the domestication process, right? What we expect from a leader, what 
we admire about a leader, what things that you are taught as you get older and you start conforming to those things. Learn, learning how to use tone, learning how to use body language, learning how to use the right words, learning how to acknowledge people's feelings. Like these things don't really come natural, but you're taught these things or you develop these things through experience. Oh, man, I forgot it again. So I did my Myers-Briggs uh, disassessment. I know for sure that I am an I. Um, I wonder if I can look it up right now. I'm positive that I'm an I. <laughs> I think, you know, I think it was a little I. Uh, let's see if I can find my disc assessment. If I can find it, we are in there. I, I can't find it right now. Um, but just based off my memory, I just wanted to check to ensure that it was completely right. But based off my memory, it was more of a relationship-based um, individual. So I lead based off relations. So I like to get to know people. Uh, I like to be interpersonal. I like to hear people's story. Um, I like to build relationships with people. Um, I'm result-driven based off the relationships that I have. I believe that investing in people, uh, especially with the work that I do, uh, as it pertains to speaking, photography, or whatnot, if I do the work, know the people, the results are going to be the things necessary for um, the business to grow, right? And I'm not doing this because I know that the end result will be the business will grow. I get to know people genuinely to just get to know people. <laughs> and it's up to them to want to use my services. It's up to them to want to listen uh, to, to my podcast. It's up to them to want to go to one of my events, um, right? So that's how I always operated with genuinely getting to know people and allowing them to get to know me as well. That's just as important uh, because when individuals get to know me, you know, they understand that everything that I got and, and worked for, it was the long way. It was not a shortcut. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of effort. It took a lot of time. So that's how I lead. Leaders versus manager. Leadership is definitely important. And when you think about uh, leadership styles and what it takes to be a good leader and what it takes to be a good manager. So for a manager, it's great because you have to have the technical skills. You have to be result driven. Right. So it's like a has to equals B. And if it doesn't, we have to figure out why. What a great leader brings to the table is the ability to get to know the individuals, put the team together, and then allow the managerial skills, the technical skills, the, the result-driven skills to get done. Back when, anytime I lead a team, honestly, anytime I lead a team, my biggest thing is manage yourself so I won't have to. 
And in order for me to do that is to give them the skills they need to be successful early on. That way I don't have to micromanage. Um, I don't have to worry about many mistakes um, in the future. I read a book, uh, One Minute Manager, and gave me some dope techniques some, and showed me some things that I was accidentally doing within my leadership style. So in order, you know, when you find someone that's a good leader and that's a good manager, you typically see them as a coach. I feel like a lot of good leaders, a lot of individuals that have good leadership and good manager um, skills, they tend to be great coaches. Because if you think about a coach, they have to be a great leader, and then they also have to get the W, which is result-driven. And with the, with those two things in mind, knowing that there's two different skill sets and you're dealing with so many different um, individuals on so many different levels, as well as managing these individuals to ensure that they get the task done, which is great. So when you have a good leader and you have a good manager in one person, I typically view them as a coach, which is the perfect, the perfect leader. And I have had a lot of leaders in my life that have become coaches to me. They, they see me playing a field from the outside. Like they're not in the they're not in the game with me. They're they're not on the court with me. They're not on the field with me. They are on the outside looking, taking notes, and giving me instructions from the sideline. Which is great. You need an extra set of eyes to view how you're doing and what you can do to get better. So when you find you a great leader, that's a great manager. And you view that and you view life as a game, it becomes easier to say, hey, this is my coach. And if you ever play sports, it definitely makes it a lot easier because we know the difference between the good coaches that we have had in our life, the ones that were able to tell us the X's and O's of the basketball court or the football field or the baseball, but also had the skill set to talk to us you know in the office when things wasn't going well or when things was going well having that coach that showed up at your graduation when they didn't have to having that coach that showed up at your mom's funeral when they didn't have to that's when the leadership is there right you have, you know, somebody with the title of a coach and they just managing the team, right? <laughs> you can have somebody that's uh, a coach and just a great leader. They just and don't know nothing about. You, you can have those people. But when you can find them together, it's when magic happens. <sighs> don't allow your experience to hinder reality. Don't be the cat that sat on a stove, a hot stove, and never sat on a stove again, even if it was cold. Don't be hindered by one experience and let it hunt you from viewing and experiencing others, right? 
I mean, if you know the circumstances, if you know the situation, be mindful of that because that is just as important. Just because you had one bad leader, you had one bad manager, you had one bad coach in your life, that isn't the end of the world. There's millions of good leaders, coaches, managers in the world don't give up because of the bad experience. Don't give up on teachers because you had one bad teacher in high school. Don't give up on professors because you had one bad professor your freshman year in college. Don't give up on basketball because you had one bad coach in AAU. Continue to explore these different experiences with an open mind. Know the red flags, know where the red flags originated from, know how they trigger you, being able to manage that, and see where it can go. That will allow you to become a better leader once you fight through your triggers, your traumas, once you accept being uncomfortable so you can get a new comfort zone. Do not be the, the cat that sat on a stove when it was hot the first time and never sat on a stove again, even if the eyes were off. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Join me in my journey to success by following on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Vales World Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns you would like to address, or you just want to sponsor or feature on an upcoming episode, email me at Vales World Podcast at ldmonger.com. Vales World can be heard on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe share, leave a review or a voice message, and more importantly, support. For as little as 99 cents a month, we can take this thing a long way. Love. It's the team.